Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number one of the Analyst Academy podcast. Today, we are joined by uh, Cowlet Official as we are going to be going ahead and talking everything to do with the meta on FIFA 21 with regards to the five at the back, whether you should play the game for fun or whether you should play the game to win. We're going to be covering everything. It's an interesting debate, so sit back, relax, and enjoy, and let's go ahead and jump into it. So then, welcome to episode one of the Analyst Academy podcast. Today, we are joined by the man himself, the one and only Cowder. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Al. Thank you very much. Absolutely welcome, mate. We've done a couple of little podcasts and a few little discussions uh, before in the past, and we've always had a blast. So I thought you were the perfect man to, to bring <laughs> on to the podcast for the first time. So thank you for coming on. Obviously, for some of the listeners, they may not know who you are or what you do or anything like that. So give us your rundown. Uh Name's Cola. Uh, been on Twitch for two to three years, uh, two year, two and a bit years actually. Long time now. Um, pretty much, uh, I play FIFA as well as other games, but FIFA's my main thing. And I just do challenge teams really on weekend league. I enjoy using different players, maybe not so like the the better players. Jordan uh, Pickford in net. Sums it up really. <laughs> I've seen this man do a weekend league with like Mark Noble, Andy Carroll, um, God knows who else, and hit very, very good ranks. So yeah, I, I can uh, I can vouch for that. And you are one of, in my opinion, one of the most entertaining streamers over on Twitch. Uh, Cowler, whenever you tune into his stream, he's he's always having a good time. He's always having a laugh, regardless of the gameplay. He just he just makes it very fun and interactive. So if uh, you don't know him, obviously go and drop him a follow. Go and get involved. Go and uh, go and see his weekend league shenanigans. And you'll enjoy seeing people like Mark Noble, Jordan Pitford. What, what's your, who's, who's probably your most iconic, like non-meta player that you've had, like in weekend league that you've actually like thoroughly enjoyed using? Oh, for this FIFA, any, any mate. Uh, I, I, I actually said this. Uh, FIFA nine, FIFA twenty, Pitford in net was actually my favourite keeper. Uh, <laughs> as much as I took the Mickey, actually, one, one. Really? it was like in, in the World Cup prime for me. In the, on them two FIFAs. This FIFA, uh, probably current version, current version, Pickford. Yeah. Uh, but this FIFA, though, probably um, probably Balassi, actually. I liked Balassi a lot, this FIFA. Even the base card, I felt, uh, okay. did quite, quite a job for me. Uh, you like your, your five-star skillers, don't you? You're a, you're a good little Yeah, skiller. I feel like it makes life easier. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely, definitely. When you can do your reverse Alaska and your sombreros and whatnot, it always makes it a lot more fun. So, yeah, definitely. And you, you very much value the fight for the badge mentality of the players, don't you? Yeah, Rooney-esque. Um, but I'm actually sad I didn't manage to do his, I didn't do his SBC. It was a uh, CR6 or Rooney, and I decided the CR6 was uh, was due was due a call up. But we got Grealish in centre mid. He does the work. He does the work. Absolute engine. It's not he's not that bad of a card actually that Grealish. I used him uh one weekend and he four star skill moves, three star week for he performed alright actually. Uh, yeah, I've got him like box to box role, so it's yeah. just works out really well. That was how I I played him in I think I did him in the four three three that weekend I gave that a go. So yeah, he's all right. Obviously, you know, a man like yourself, you not necessarily, quote unquote, following the meta, uh, the most effective tactics available. You kind of form your own <laughs> way and hit very good results with it. Um, we're going to start off the podcast really by talking about 
the meta uh, there's been a recent obviously discussion across you know across the social medias with regards to fifa and the meta that we're in uh, and the way it goes and you know the, the first kind of opinion on it is that the meta is going to be there regardless of what video game you play like you know cod meta shifts on a regular basis uh, everything you know every game has a meta that's that is just the way it goes it comes and it goes it goes into something else and so on um at the minute we are in you know, a five at the back meta where a lot of people are playing. I mean, I think since the start of the year, we've all been very aware that hitting on the counter and through balls are very strong. And I think we kind of knew that going into FIFA 21 because they didn't change the tactic system. They didn't make any massive nerfs to drop back, come back, or hitting on the counter. They didn't change anything there. So I'm not surprised that we are in the meta that we're in. But what's your initial thoughts on it, Carla? How, how do you find the meta on FIFA 21? It's as you said, though. It, I think it, it was a long time coming, that counter-attack meta with the Y-balls and everything. Um, just every year, kind of. It was just it, like FIFA 19, it even started... Obviously, FIFA 19, you had uh, the outside-the-box finesses and everything. But even towards the end, like a lot of people forget, during the summer, they actually started patching all that and just the lines got deeper and deeper. And really, the only way to get the ball up quickly from being so deep is to literally just hit it and hope hope it does it. But as FIFA 20 came along and now into FIFA 21, it just seems to be, it, it, it seems to just just work. Yeah. <laughs> literally the hit and hope ball is is now the, the, the killer ball. Uh, sad to see. But yeah. with the five back though, um, <clears throat> Uh, it's it's one of them, I suppose. It, yeah, I think it goes more off experience against it more than anything. Uh, when you initially look at five back, you do think like, oh, it is very negative and everything like that. But with custom tactics, there is things you can go about changing and stuff like you what right wing backs, left wing backs, your centre mid, your strikers, you can depending which variation you're playing. So there is like a lot of variation on how you will end up playing it. But I do think it is definitely kind of an experience of how the per the player you've played, how they decide to play it. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that, that's a big thing that comes down to it, isn't it? It's it, it's how you, as the individual, wants to play the game. And I don't like. I think this is just society nowadays. People want to win and will do almost anything to win. Like. You don't play champs for the rewards, let's be honest. We all know the rewards are woeful. Like That's not what you play champs for. Yes, obviously the rewards are a bonus, you know, you get your coins and whatnot to you know, improve your team. But people play and will do whatever they can do to get that one extra win this weekend and then improve. And then, you know, like, and this is something that a lot of people get confused with. If a player goes and hits, so let's say they're a pro player and they do that in the most attacking way and they love it and, you know, the, 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 whatever, they hit the 30s, they hit the 29s and they're happy with that. They get confused when a gold three player plays five at the back and he's happy hitting that gold three. But then next weekend he goes and hits gold two and he's improved. It's no different than a pro player hitting a 30 in a weekend league and being pretty chuffed with it. Yeah, I had a good weekend, played well. And a gold three player going and getting a gold two next weekend, and then you know they improve and then they get to gold one. It doesn't matter what the individual's level is, if they are seeing results from it, that's where they're going to be happy. Like for, for yeah. a lot of people, so I think that's where some people kind of get confused. Like uh, people have different opinions on it, but if someone wants to play that way because that's how they can get their most amount of wins, I don't really think you can blame them for that because that's their choice. 
yeah, I, I get what you mean. But it, it's just, it's just, I think I think for everyone though, it is is a hard pill to swallow. Um, because I, I feel like I feel like if you were to, was to I feel like when you do change things, it's one of them. It's it's uh, as you said, if people see results and everything like that. But I feel like if you are changing towards that, if you aren't seeing results and still continuing, it's like uh playing a five back and not team pressing while you're losing kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, if you're not changing and you're still losing, then you need to change. Even though like it got you a win the other game, this game it isn't getting you the win. So you need to quickly adapt to that scenario. And I feel like for a lot of people, that's like <clears throat> the pill that's hard to swallow when you do play these, uh, like a part of the buzz player is, You'll you'll be winning, and they'll still not be interested in changing yeah. the way they're playing, even yeah. though they need to. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's something that a lot of people do get confused with. Like my, you know, people obviously come out with, oh, the counter to the five three two, this formation, that, this and that. You know, for for the analyst academy users, I didn't give them a formation to counter the five three two. I taught them whatever formation it is that you play. This is how you counter the five three two. And that 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 was my approach to beating that five three two, and it's exactly what you said. If you get that one nil lead, I did it in weekend league last myself and tested it. I just don't give you the ball back because if they stick at a five at the back and they've obviously got the three centre mids, you can exploit. So think about the football pitch. You're in the middle of their half. You can exploit out on the wings because they will bring their left CM over or their right CM over. The right wing back is too far back, you know, to to come and aid. The striker doesn't drop in, so you basically isolate. They have one centre mid to come over and then you move it back into the middle and you just keep keep rinsing and repeating and you keep doing that and they then get frustrated. Eventually, they either do change something or they just get annoyed and then they try and run out at you like a madman and then they give up the gaps in behind and that's when you go and get that second goal and you know kind of kill them off that way. And that's where people go wrong with it that, yeah, if, if they're losing, obviously we saw it with... um. Was it David when he played Anders that one weekend? Yeah. Uh, and people were saying Anders, you know, was holding the ball and being toxic and whatnot. Bearing in mind the guy at that time was protecting his, you know, his weekend league record. He hadn't lost a game yet, which was incredible. And David didn't change from the five at the back. He stuck at it. I, you know, I saw, saw you put a Twitter post out on it. It's like, well, you can't expect the five at the back is terrible at trying to press the ball in the middle of the pitch. You just don't have the, the numbers to really do it and do it effectively. And and that is where your casual player will go wrong with playing something like the five at the back. Now, my argument as well with it is that people run these... Now, the five at the back, attacking, if you play it with join the attack, it's a fun attacking formation. If the opponent builds up slowly and you get your five men back, it's a it's one of the most defensive formations because you've just got a brick wall of obviously five defenders. Um, and where people kind of go wrong in that sense is some of the casuals don't run, join the attack on the fullbacks. So it is just a full-on five at the back and they can't attack with it. You know, they don't understand why it's not working for them. And then um, when it kind of lines up and they they have everything going in for their favour, a five at the back, when you have so many men behind the ball, the lesser level players will run that because it aids them. They've got more chance of getting AI block. They don't really need to run around and cover their defenders. Like, you look, I'm a West Brom fan. We play a negative style of football because we don't have the ability to compete with the majority of people in the Premier League. So we sit deep, we put as many men behind the ball, we try and make it hard and we try and hit you on the counter. If you were a good enough FIFA player, 
you, you necessarily wouldn't need to do that. And that's why the top level players get so frustrated because they know how to play a switch. They know how to press. They know how to, you know, beat the AO blocks as best as they can. You know, they'll do the skill moves inside the box and their attacking patterns and whatnot. But then all it takes is for that one, they win the ball, they press Y and now they're in behind and they score. Mm. And that's where the, the frustration comes in. People play these, it, and it's no different, you know, when they say about the five three two last year, Pretty much, I, I didn't play myself because I didn't enjoy it. The meta was four two three one. Come back on defense on the Ram Lamb and the Cam. It's practically the same, really. You're still, yeah, you're still getting a similar amount of men behind the ball, so it's not that it's the necessarily five three two that's made that negative. But people kind of forget that that that's been the way now for quite a long time. I think one of the most defensive formations I've actually played against, even though like people are saying the five by as I said, it is. It's annoying because it's seen negative, the five back. It's seen as a negative formation. But uh, I think it was 4 4 one, one or yeah. something. And I played against someone in qualifiers last year and he had every single player except striker on stay back. And I don't think I've, I've never had a more unenjoyable time was in my life. 4 one, four, one. Four, four, one, one, I think. Four, I'm four, not too one, sure. One. It was one of them variations. It was just like yeah. a dead like... It was just a dead, random, kind of weird formation, but it was like a normal one. And it, but it was every single player on stay back, back except the striker, and uh, it was it was horrendous. It was. Yeah. I just looked at it and I was like, "This is this is not going to work." Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. nothing I can do here. Um, but yeah, I like I like how you said about like the casuals and everything. It does it does help them defend the five back and stuff like that, but. It's the sad thing about it though is is for casuals it's kind of like it helps them and they'll try the best to defend. But for someone with more knowledge about the game, they'll kind of abuse that. And like for example, this weekend I had a really stressful game where I played someone who knew what they were doing. Uh, they were clued up, like they were doing the bridges, skill cancels, like they were even trying the chip up cross uh, volleys <laughs> that have uh, recently come about but I think they've been nerfed since yeah. the last patch uh, so it kind of like it wasn't as effective um, and pretty much I was just playing against him and he wasn't locking like he'd lock players on in his box and then locked like a right wing back so then I'd be then against a wall of shadowing defenders so mm. even if I was to shoot it'd be auto blocked and even if I was to try something, I'd then just get bumped and then he'd lock on to yeah. clear it. So it was, uh, it's a very, it's, it's, a, it's just depend. as I said, it's ultimately is how people decide to play, yeah. play it. Yeah, exactly. And I think obviously that the, the 5-3-2 came in and the 5-2-1-2 came into the meta. In my, like the reason why I think it's so good, like in the transition period of you defending, say, a counter-attack, is because you can charge at the ball holder, try and stop that through ball with, say, the middle centre-back, and then you've still got two centre-backs to cover. Whereas if you yeah, did, that if is you, good about if it. If you did that in a four at the back, if they beat your centre-mid and you charged out with the left centre-back, you're in trouble. But yeah. if they beat your midfield in the 5-3-2, you almost have that freedom to be that aggressive for that one centre-back because you know you've then got four defenders you know, behind it if the ball does go through. So I think that's where it kind of came in as a... 
I'm getting sick of getting through balled on every time. Yeah. I need to try and stop that through ball in its tracks because interceptions obviously are woeful. You need to tackle the man. You need to get there quick. And, and that's where it kind of came in. And then obviously the, the, the frustrations lead on to it that more and more men are getting put behind the ball. There's men inside the box. Regardless of what depth you play, depth on FIFA, we spoke about this last year. It's just ridiculous. People sit, you know, it will sit deep naturally. It's the way the game is coded. EA have then taken away more and more tools to actually you know, take the ball past the man with, like, with skill moves. And don't get me wrong, I think there's an issue when people are doing stepovers every time they pick up the ball. Like, you know, that that's obviously a little bit like ridiculous. The thing that frustrates me with the way EA nerfed skill moves, I think the stepover nerf was about right, to be fair. But look at the Elastico. The Elastico was a good skill move. could only be done by five-star skills. The majority of the community wouldn't ever use it anyway because it was, you know, the different angles a little bit difficult to pull off. And the Elastico now, while moving, is just mudded. Like, it's just terrible. Like, why do they have to nerf stuff in attacking? Bearing in mind, they've not made one nerf to defensive AI this year, really. They said they nerfed AI blocks, but they didn't. Yeah, that's <laughs> never yeah, been touched. They've never been touched. But the nerfs to the attacking AI, uh, to the, the attacking movements coming through, the skill moves and whatnot, why do so many things just get nerfed to a point where it's like, now you don't use it, full stop? Like, why is there not just a balance with it? <laughs> It's, it's, I think, to be fair, I actually do feel bad because someone at EA made all like these new like attacking ways, like the attacking runs, uh, and the new like lock on, lock on to the receiver manual running kind of thing. But in reality, if you were to go into a weekend league game, you wouldn't really, maybe at the start, you'd get a good chance of using it. But when it starts getting into like people sitting deeper, there's no, there's nothing for it to, there's no, yeah, there's nothing to use it for. Yeah. There's a, someone's made it, but some whereas the person next to him's done the defensive AI, and he's probably just he's probably looked over to the screen and seen what he's doing on the attacking AI and thought, mm, I might add some to add some here to uh, get, stop that. It's like they're in competition with each other, yeah. but uh, it just makes it. I just I don't know. It's it's just sad to see because. There's just a lot. There's the even the error on the pass as well from the CPU is very high, even if you was to use them. So it mm. you wouldn't even be able to make them kind of like mini school passes into the gaps. It's just sad to see. You can't do a double tap pass either when you're on the player lock system. Well, I've never been able. To I've never, I've never, I've never tried a double tap. To be fair, I, I've <laughs> tried it plenty of times and it's it's never pulled off. So I don't think that's a factor. Yeah. Um, I mean, passing in itself obviously is. So assisted and so broken in ways that I mean, obviously you had that one clip, didn't you, with yourself where you were? Uh, oh yeah, right. where I just let go. <laughs> I just let go, and I won the game. I couldn't believe what I saw. I was in disbelief. I mean, for obviously you guys listening, Carlo had worked his way into the box, and he was expecting the like he's about to square it back across, let's say, along the six-yard box, and he was expecting the Bruno to make the run or whoever it was, you know, from the edge of the box onto the penalty spot and then he'd hit it. Obviously, as attacking AI, AI is this year, same as last year, pretty useless. For some odd reason, the guy that was running into the box stopped making that run. So as Cowler went to go press pass, he spotted he's not making the run anymore. So he let go of his left analog stick. So he wasn't even directing it to anyone. And the game has played the most cutting pass of a defense absolutely pulled their pants down and played it to a guy that's literally sat on the goal line and he's just tapped it in and won the game from it and he didn't even say pass the ball there it's like a passing you know obviously a lot of people you know stallions obviously done his video on it and whatnot passing yeah. it's just so 
so ridiculous in that sense the thing that really like you know got to me as well like going on with the meta and you know your tools as the attacking player to to beat the you know the sit deep counter attack sort of meta is things like i'm not a massive fan of skill cancels that theoretically shouldn't ever be able to be cancelled i don't mind a berber spin being able to be cancelled because you can do that in real life yeah it's like, it's, yeah, it's like two, two separate motions isn't it yeah. Whereas like an elastico being able to be cancelled to me is just well, that's a failed elastico. If like you, when you're practicing as a kid and you're trying to learn an elastico, you do it, and sometimes you wouldn't. You know, you, you flick it to the right, and then you go to the left, and you miss the ball, and the ball goes off to the right, doesn't it? Like, how can you cancel that in real life without just messing up an elastico? Like that shouldn't be possible. But the one thing that frustrated me is the nerf to the shot cancels. A shot cancel to me is how a fake shot should be, really. Like that. That's yeah, quite... like uh, uh, yeah. With that, I think that. I do think they should have maybe added something to do with player quality. So, like, the better the player, the faster, like, kind of, like, reflex it is, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, definitely. The, the thing that frustrated me more with it was that the reason why it was so good is obviously because it made the, you know, the defender pretend to, like, you know, to try and block the shot. Yeah, but it, it put the block animation, yeah. And then you just skip past him and you shoot. Now, I was not for that when you were controlling that defender... Like and your your defender makes a stupid animation. We all know how annoying it is when a defender makes an animation, even though you're controlling him and you didn't tell him to step in, tackle. You know, you're just holding like the jockey button. I was all for taking that out to stop that from happening to the user controlled defender. But if you're not controlling the closest defender and I do a shot cancel, I should expect the AI controlled defender to expect to try and block that shot because the game should think I'm about to shoot there because that's what I've inputted and then I've cancelled it at the last possible second. Yeah, I understand completely. Yeah, I remember the first time I came up against that, it was some lad practicing it on me. Uh, and I did, it was just in a rivals game, so I didn't know who he was. And literally, my, my players were just acting like they'd, they'd just been hit by like a boulder. <laughs> yeah. They were just falling down. I was just completely locked on them, and I was just in bewilderment. I was just like, how is this happening? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm controlling this guy. And, I, and I, I even went through all my settings through that game, like trying to flip <laughs> things on and off uh like all like the jockeying thing and like anything to do anything to do with like tackling like the the legacy defending i was just trying to switch and my players were just falling over like dominoes when i when i was on them uh and i was just like why is this happening i'd understand if it was the cpu falling over because that makes sense because it's my kind of like it is my fault for not being on the defender on the press yeah. but uh, like i'm actually being like <laughs> i'm having my ankles broken when yeah, <laughs> when i'm yeah. standing up <laughs> it, it was absolutely mental wasn't it obviously we had the, you know the nerf to the bridge as well well the bridge nerf to me wasn't it wasn't a nerf to the bridge it was similar with the bridge that it had that issue where you didn't put the bridge animation if you had your jockey on assisted it froze the defender for like half a second and then you just get done by it. So they fixed that, which was good. That should never have happened, you know, if you were controlling that. And then obviously now people are using the directional nutmeg. And like I released a video on the directional nutmeg a few days ago. On the comment sections, there's a few people going, you know, this is getting ridiculous, these skill moves, blah, blah, blah. Directional nutmeg, like, lay me a player that does that in real life. And I'm like, well, actually, the directional nutmeg is probably one of the most realistic things that you'd ever see a player do where they just flick the ball on in front of them and run onto it because... How often do you see like a winger nowadays actually like do step overs and you know all this sort of stuff? The majority of them just try and use their pace. They flip the ball past the defender and go, "I'm going to beat you in a foot race." That's similar to what the directional nutmeg is, and it's like, well, yeah. you got to. But say, oh sorry, no, no, go on. Uh, I was going to say though, like when you were talking about like them moves and and the, kind of like the skill cancel. I, was ta- I talked to someone else about it in the sense of like. 
kind of like the real life game and stuff like that. As much as I'd love for like school, like the school council, I I understand it is it is stupid. Like as you said about the elasticals and stuff, and like the McGeeds make sense. Like certain ones make sense. I feel if it was kind of if skill moves were did what they were meant to do, that then you wouldn't need all of this extra stuff. You wouldn't yeah. need it all because in in reality, in real life as well, if you was to take one person on with you hit someone with a nutmeg. Then the, you'd be then past. You'd have the advantage. Yeah. Whereas in FIFA, you don't have an advantage of getting. <laughs> if you get past that one guy, the recovery rate, just a swing around RBB, a B, or even just, just like kind of like the pace recovery of spinning yeah. back, especially with like kind of as you said about the metal like wing wing backs now in centre back is the yeah, thing. Yeah. High pace players. You 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 don't have much of a chance in FIFA, so I feel like the school council adds that a bit more of bit more of thinking for the defender to yeah. give you that little extra second to yeah. get something off. Because as I said, if it was to be, if it was real, like a real life simulation, if your centre back got got hit with a nutmeg or an elastico, he'd he'd be he'd be done for the count if you didn't defend it properly. Yeah. He'd be out. Yeah, I get that. And I suppose the this is always my biggest argument back to people that say, yeah, but, you know, drop backs, you know, sitting on the counter is used in real life and it can be quite strong. It can be quite strong. But like my argument always is, the difference is, is that you're doing that in real life. You're doing that with 11 individual brains for 90 full minutes. It's pretty yeah. hard to do and to maintain that level of concentration and focus. FIFA, it's one person controlling one player. The rest of it's controlled by a computer, you know, coded um and it's for 12 minutes so you have 12 minutes yeah. to break that down and that is the issue on why the drop back counter attack through ball meta is so frustrating because yes the you have to make it a tactic available in fifa like you know it shouldn't be removed it should just have massive cons to it like you know everything yeah. should have a pro and it should have a con you want to play yeah. four one two one two narrow and play quick tick attacker it should have a con and it does and then that's where the balance comes to come in but it does all kind of you know swing round to Playing for the winning and playing for the fun element. If you were to answer this, Kaula, someone said to you, I'm going to pick up FIFA. I know, first time playing it and whatnot. How would you tell them to play the game? Would you say, don't care about the meta, you know, you play what formations, tactics you want, use what players you want and have loads of fun? Or would you say that's such a demoralizing way to play because you're just going to get destroyed a lot of the time? Like, let's be honest, if me and you went and ran a. Four three three false nine with, I don't know Harry Kane up front. Um, you know, just just not not the quote unquote meta players, just players like say Gundogan in real life, unbelievable footballer at the minute, absolutely top of his game. At the oh, minute. spicy Gujar. Yeah, yeah, but really on, F on FIFA, you just you're just not going to use him and get success with him. You know, think about Busquets, one of the best central midfielders kind of in the game when he's on his day. When you see him in a team like that sort of thing, how how would you tell someone to play the game? Out of curiosity. <laughs> that's such a tough question uh well first off i'd say i'd just say go into every game with a massive not a pinch i'd probably just say grab like a handful of salt uh mm -hmm. just be ready for just be ready for everything and kind of like don't let it affect you kind of thing um yeah. as mad as it sounds but in terms of like playing i'd just say i'd, I'd just say like just do whatever 
do whatever makes you makes you enjoy it. Because as you said, like people either play for fun, people play for wins, but as well, people only find fun in winning. Some yeah. people only find fun in winning, and that that's there's that's what I mean. It's just each to their own, really, each to their own. Uh, but as I said, though, when we said about like people playing like the five back and not changing, I do think if, if you are still losing whilst playing kind of like them different tactics, you sh- I think it, you should, even though you may have got a win like three games ago, I'd, I'd try something new and see if you I'd try something new and see if you get a, a win or two wins from playing that new way because maybe it doesn't benefit something that benefits others won't necessarily benefit you yeah and well that's that's the big thing as well about youtube isn't it obviously a lot of people you know they search how to win you know this tactics blah 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 they take that information you know they grab the tactics from my video from other people's video they think it's you know the bible they have to follow it to the t and as i try to stress you are your own fifa player none of us play fifa the same way like obviously people have similarities and stuff but the what works for you might not work for me and vice versa you've got to take knowledge from elsewhere put it into your game and that then makes you you know a better player and that's obviously yeah where you do have to adapt to sit different situations and try different things trial it uh and kind of you know base it off of so thank you for that calder what we're going to do now is we're going to run over to a quick break and have a little chat in the break shall we and uh we'll be back with you <laughs> very shortly just as we do this quick little break, we are now going to be moving over the Analyst Academy podcast for the rest of this pod, specifically over to the Patreon. This is where the Patreon members have a chance to ask their questions, get direct answers from myself and from Kaula. So if that's something you're interested in, go to patreon.com forward slash Analyst Academy. Uh, it is the bronze tier where you can get access to the behind the scenes podcast and get access to all of the other perks. So go have a look at that if that's something you're interested in. Thank you all for listening. And now let's jump in to the questions. <laughs> 